Okay, we're holding Simon Kofnan Gimel. We are at the end of Sifhei. It's page Lamid, page 70 at the bottom. The last Sif Kotan on the page of Kotan Chaf in the Mishnah Brewer. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners and viewers from Torah anytime as well as from Shas Illuminated. Here we go. So we'll finish Sifhei. We'll do Sivav. Sivav will discuss a little bit about Hachzakas HaTera, supporting Terah. And then we'll do Sif Zayim, which is a very long Sif, which will discuss the concept of Shiva Tuve Yair and uh, giving over power to a board, a board of a shul, a board of a kehila, to do certain transactions and how that affects the uh, Kedusha and the halachas that we are learning till now of selling one item of Kedusha, how that affects that. So the Ramah said a halacha, the Ramah is the last line on the Ramah on page 70. They may view the people on their own initiative bring to to uh, build a shul. Once it reaches the hand of the gabai, you cannot change it um, unless you're going to make it for a more chamer kedusha. Once the gabai has it, and before the gabai has it, you could change it even for less of a kedusha. But you can't be chayzer, which means that once you made a neder or you were misnaded, you said that you're going to give it the money for the Eitzim Na'avanim towards the shul or towards hektish or whatever you're giving it towards, I don't mean the mikdash, I mean towards the mitzvah, now that's like a nether where you have to give it for a mitzvah. But for this one, not for a different one, that's not ma'akim until the gabai has it. This is all discussing where you came on your own initiative. Yesterday we were learning about where they made a gavia, they made a collection for a specific uh, purpose over there, even before it reaches the hand of the gabai, that money already is... Uh, is um, specific for whatever the gavia was for, or for a higher kedusha, but you can't go lower. Zakhna mishavurot zakhan chaf yagabe aser lishan noisan page lamed vav avay de shiva toivia ir b'mayim and anchi ir sharik mashikasa sevzayin that we're going to see in sevzayin today the concept of shiva toivia ir b'mayim and anchi ir and we'll see that when we get there. Zakhna zakhan chaf av mutal lishan noisan peris ulavoisim velasis acherim tachteim. You're allowed to lend them out and take other money instead of it, and so through if you must add money to the shul. So I didn't say it properly before. I made it sound like before you could even buy a lower kedusha. That's not correct. When you the the word is until the gabai until the gabai has the money, if you're misnaded for a certain thing, you have to give it to that thing. Just, there's no kedusha on the money. The money can go somewhere else. You can lend out the money in the kuliyama. This is a machloek. It's a taz in the Magen Avram yesterday. If generally you can lend out the money once you make a gvia, uh, right? Let's say we collect for a sefer Torah. Could we lend out that money for someone else in the meantime? That was a machloek. It's a taz held you were allowed to. There's no kedusha on this money. It was just a neder to give this much money towards a sefer Torah. The Magen Avram held you couldn't. Because this specific money, we want it to be used or be bizarre not to use this money for the safer terror. That was yesterday. That's when you made a gavia. You made a collection for a specific purpose. Here where you came on your own initiative and the money did not yet reach the hands of the gabai, even the Magan of Rome would be money that you're allowed to lend the money out and then get it back. But if either the money has to be used, you can't be chayzer and you have to use the money for that purpose which you intended to give it uh, for. Once you make that nether. So you have a nether. Fine. Now let's do Sivvav. Zok to Machaber Sivvav. Moichir Mesaknesis of Chain Shard Varn to Begdusha. Vafigo Sefer Terelas. Pakas Talmidim. Oy Lahasi Yisaymin Medamav. You're allowed to sell a shul and so to other Dvarn to Begdusha, even a Sefer Terel. For as Pakas Talmidim to give Talmidim people learning Terel what they need. It can mean Gedolim, it can mean Tashvar, it can mean uh, children in Yeshiva. To give them what they need in order to be able to learn Terel. And also to marry off Yisaymin, then also you're allowed to. 
you're allowed to uh, sell a Sefer Torah for that purpose. That's the Hashivas of these two things. What's the shot? You can sell a Sefer Torah. You can't sell a Sefer Torah and even buy an Aaron Kaddish. Now I can sell a Sefer Torah to marry off a Yasim or sell a Sefer Torah in order to, uh, to uh, be Tanech Torah. You only sell a Torah to learn Torah. Which means, and there's more Marach on the side, read the Lashon on the side in number 25. The Kasav Sham, he's quoting Lashon of the Rush, who's the Makar for this halacha. You're right, Sefer Torah has Kedushin, you can't sell Sefer Torah and buy an Aaron Kaddish. But the Lame Torah have more Kedushin than the Sefer Torah. How, how foolish are certain people? They stand up for the Sefer Torah, they don't stand up for a Tamil Chacham, a Gavar Rabbah. What value, what benefit do we have of buying Svar and buying Torah? And why could they limit Behem? When Varv Elu Lamma Bir Lachala El should see Bash Elahem based Madrish, Kaifan Beneir, Elu was Elu of Nisai, Kimate Elas Yish Bekniya Svar and Elahem Makim Lumma Behem. What's the point of having Sfarim if you have no one to learn them? So the Rosh is saying that, yes, it's important to have a shul and an Aaron Kaddish and a Sefer Torah. But more important is to have the Lame Torah that can actually learn the Torah. I am going to ask if it's a halacha, how does that work? We'll see. We'll see that in the next, if we'll get to that in a second. So that's the first thing over here. So, what? Because I'm just pointing out, I'm ha'ara, that if the Din is a real Kedusha, like Kedusha Zagof, or it's like uh, Stam have a, a, a Kedusha item and there's real Kedusha here, then to say that the value of the Lame Torah is more important than the Sefer Torah that I could hear, I can swallow that. But to say that there's a Kedusha and Hilchas Kedusha and uh, with all the halakhas that come with it um, on the Lame Torah, it could be it's true. It's just a, more of a Kedush. That's, uh, that's that. This that we see, we can sell a safer Torah to Magzik Torah. That's a Teichachas Megullah for those who don't support enough Torah in their in their towns. Now, just I can't pass by the Indian of Magzik Torah without saying one thing. So, one thing I'll say: uh, short vart, two quick, very short varts that I saw that are very nice. That we say that the Orin is considered the Torah, and the Badia Orin, which are the poles, right? They hold up the Orin, and we know that those who are Magzik Torah. They're compared to the body of Aaron. We know Aaron, so even though it looks like that we who are giving money to the Lame Torah are supporting him, really he's the one supporting us with his Torah. We have a chedek of the his Torah, and that's what gives us a kiyam to whatever bracha we have in our lives come from the Aaron, Naseyes, Naseyes. When the Pasuk says that the Badim should always be betabayis Aaron, you should always keep the, badim, the, the poles in the rings of the Aaron. And I saw, I forgot where, I think I may have said it in the Chumash in the winter, I forgot where I saw it. That the pshat is that when someone is machzik teira, which means sometimes a person has a lot of money, and they go to tkufas, and one time he loses his money, and a lot of times when a guy loses his money, we don't give him the same cover he always had, but the schus that he had from being machzik teira that stays with him forever. The body they never leave the aron, and the aron is nicees nitzav even after you can no longer afford it, no longer can give it. Still, he has that schus of aron nicees nitzav. That's the first thing. The second thing is the famous chavetz chaim. I think it's a chavetz chaim. Maybe chaim but I heard between the chavetz chaim that we say it's chaim in the machazikim ba b'semchem usher. It's a tree of life, and those who are machzik it b'semchem, those who support him usher are praiseworthy. 
So I think it's a Chavetz Chaim, it teaches the Pasuk like, like this, that Toymichera means someone who supports the Torah, but he views himself as a Toymich. He's under, and he's lifting up the Torah, he's holding up the Torah, by supporting the Talmud Chacham learning Torah, he's holding him up. When you view it that way, it's a nice thing, it's Moshar, praiseworthy. But the highest level of being Magzik Torah, is when you view, you view it as Magzikimba. What is Magzikimba? It's compared to someone who's drowning in a river, and he grabs onto a rat. And he's holding on for dear life. Who's supporting who? He's holding up the raft, and the raft's holding up him. So when he's holding on to that raft for dear life, if he views himself as machzikimba, then it's an eitzchayim for him. Eitzchayim means machzikimba. The Torah is a tree of life for those who are holding on to this Torah and supporting it in a way where they understand that who's supporting who. The Aaron is noisayas noisam. Eitzchayim means machzikimba. He who feels he's in a raging river and what's saving him from drowning in this world, the money that he gives to the Tamachah from the sit and learn. If you feel that you're the one who's holding up the Talmud of Chacham, it's a good thing, you're giving tzedakah, but it's only on the level of Moshe, not on the level of Yitzchayim. Okay, Zagvayt, Zagvayt, Mishibur, Shakon, Chavdal, Oyla Hasi Yisayimim. Another thing that you can sell a Sefer Torah for is to marry off Yisayimim. I feel Yisayim is even, Yisayim is even orphan girls. Da'afal Gav, Da'ena Yishem, Mitzvah, Pray for Rivya. You may think the reason why we're going to sell a Sefer Torah to uh, marry off to, to make a chasna for Yasin is for uh, is for you know kind of mitzvah perivirivia and girls are are mechuyiv in perivirivia. We come walking the shevet yitzar shai gam biisha the the Indian of the shevet yitzar to populate the land that ishayek for by Isha also and therefore we will and this mitzvah is so valuable that we're going to sell a sefer Torah for this and on the side it quotes number twenty twenty eight. That to sell a business or a safer Torah to build a mikvah tara, or Moshe writes in the tshuva that if you can't get the money any other way, you're allowed to do that also. To make a mikvah tara, you're allowed to sell a shul, you're allowed to sell a safer Torah. Now this, they do speak out, it could be brings it over here also, this is only if there's no other mikvah and, and, and you have a place to daven. Um, I'm sorry, there's no other mikvah. But if there is another mikvah that's close by, or if there's another way to get the money, Avada, we're not going to sell a safer Torah, we're not going to sell a shul. But if there really is no other mikvah, it's not Negea, it's in somewhere in the west, western America where it's four hours to the next town on each side. And if there's no mikvah here, there's no mikvah, the first thing in the community you build is a mikvah. That's the first thing for Tyre, for Yisrael, and um, to, for, for Darius, for Klai Yisrael. And therefore the first thing is a mikvah. But, but, um, and therefore... Uh, Ramesha says that if you can't get the money any other way, you're allowed to do it for, uh, for a mikvah. It's like Gara from the house to marry off the Isha. You know, you're marrying her off, you're not giving a mikvah, it's not going to do anything. Zak the Mishnah Baravaiter, who would in the Mechon Sefer Torah, the Pidin Shvuyim, also the Pidin Shvuyim, Magan Avramach and Yisamali Rabbi, Mishim Kaman Paiskim, the Ayan the Kamama Sifi Gimel, Magan Avram Shram, the Muchak the In Roy Limkar, a few of his Aknesses, a few of Pidin Shvuyim, Kiyim Bishi Afshal Hasik Mois Achir, Hazem and Atzib, the only time we're going to sell. Uh, shul, even opinion Shruim, was that we can't get the money any other way. Even if all you have is one shul, but there's no other way to get the money, then you'd be allowed to sell it because opinion Shruim is very important, and so is uh, marrying off uh, Yisoyimim and marrying off Bnei Aniim. Also, a quote here on the side from Marsham that, um, that there is a if the father cannot marry her off, then there is also a, a similar mitzvah to marry off the, the, this uh, child. Of uh, a person who's not a yasim, but the parents don't have the, the means to marry them off. So these things we would sell if you can't get money any other ways. Generally, these days, usually, there are other ways to get the money without selling shuls, but we at least see the value and the importance. Someone comes around collecting for uh, you know, so stock to, to pay money for someone that can't afford to, to pay for a chasna. Um, fine. Zaksiv Zayin. 
Zakta Mechaber. We'll see the Mechaber inside, and then we'll just talk a little bit outside for a second, and then we'll see it inside, as this is a very, very long sif. We're not going to see it all today. We're going to break it up. It, it could be broken up easily, and we'll see part of it now. Zakta Mechaber Sif Zayin. Nimkar, that which you could sell a shul, These are small towns, small villages, where it's not the velt shul. This is belongs, a privately owned shul belongs to the village. So Nas is only for the people in the village. Even if other people donated the money, but this is a village shul. You can sell it. How Kaponim, you can sell the shul, but the money still retains its kedusha, like we learned yesterday, two days, uh, two days ago. That when you sell a shul, there's a kedusha on the money, and you can't be married that kedusha. This is if the regular people in town sold it without uh, permission or the knowledge of the parnasayim designed to be a year, which we'll speak out in a second who that is. Or if you have this shiva to be a year, sell it without the rest of the townspeople knowing about it or without publicizing it, that also would have the status of, well, you can sell it, but the moi still retains its kadusha. Then If the shiva to be a year, sell it, then it's a cool and completely you do whatever you want. So what do we just learn about? So the first thing is that there's something called Shiva Tuvi'ir, something called Maimed Anti'ir. Shiva Tuvi'ir means essentially a shul board, a shul board, a kahila board, people that were voted in or agreed upon to lead and make decisions for the kahila and many different things, not as Nagea these days, in small ways it's Nagea as a board of a shul, different decisions, they spend the money, they, they, they decide to buy things, to sell things, that's a Shiva Tuvi'ir. Maimon Anjir means that it's public. People in the city know about it. And if someone has a, a kapeda or a reason why he thinks it's not fair what they're doing, they'll have the ability to speak up and to make his, make his opinion known. So if you sell it, but you don't publicize it, then it has all the halachas of two days ago that the money retains the kadusha. If you sell it, the townspeople will sell it, but not with the shivit tuvi'ir getting involved without the board. Just the majority of the people went ahead and they took care of it. Again, the sale is a sale, but the money still retains the kedusha. If the shiva tuviyeir, the maimen anchiyeir, it's publicized, everyone knows about it. They sell it, the money goes to chulin. That's the the first step over here. And this is all discussing the shul of a kfar, village shul, where we consider it owned by the village. But if you have, we'll see tomorrow. If you have uh, a big city where we consider that this is owned by the veld, then you have no right to sell it. The chalal this belongs to the veld. These days. Every shul place we say is a small village shul, it's owned privately by small kahilas. So that would be the halacha these days, will go with the small villages. Now, now that we know that you can sell a shul, and if you do, it, it, um, it goes to chulin. Actually, before that, let me just say over, you know, what interesting tshuva from the Chesam Seifer about the concept of the koyach, of this shivet tuviyayir on the board, or what they can do, just to bring out, you know, how it works. Chesam Seifer had a shiloh over here, basically the, the governor, or the pirates, whoever it was, made a tax on the village, an extra tax. He wanted, let's say, a hundred more rubles per year from this village. So they didn't know what to do about it. So they uh, made an announcement, we're making a meeting, and everyone come, uh, a town meeting, everyone come to make your opinion known, and we'll decide how to go about paying up this tax. They made a meeting, only 30 people showed up. 30 Balabakna showed up, the rest stayed home. I don't know how big the city was. And they decided we're gonna have nine people, nine people in person committee, Three Ashirim, three Bainim, and three Aniyim, three Taktainim, and these nine people will figure out what to do. These nine people decided that we're going to tax a certain industry in town. 
whether it be imports or exports or the wheat, we're going to tax, put a, a tax on a certain um, industry, and we'll use that money to pay this tax to the governor. That's what they decided. Eight out of nine people were in Moscow to this. The ninth guy wasn't happy because it affected him. He was in Austria and it affected him, and he wasn't happy about it, and they went ahead and made this rule. So the question was, they asked some cipher, can that one guy, and there was a few other people in town also, weren't happy about it, could they be Moisha? And part of the guys in town said, well, most people didn't come to this meeting. This is a meeting of 30 people in town. No one's really there. And do these nine people really have a shush for everything? And it wasn't even all nine. It was just eight out of nine. How does that work? And Chumzefer basically says that anyone who didn't come to this meeting basically forfeited his shush for this decision. So when you make a meeting that was publicized, it was at a time people can come, anyone who doesn't come to that meeting, he's as if he's saying, I don't care, do what you want. It's fine with me. So they're out. Now at this meeting, since you decided to give power to these nine people, they are like Shiva Tuviyair, and they now have the rights to make decisions for the people. Are you going to say it wasn't all them, it was just uh, eight out of nine? So he says, He gets in halacha, he said, it's fine. Because if you're going to wait for everyone to be masculine, if you're going to want consensus from everyone to agree to something, never going to happen. He says, right, okay, these days we have different ways of doing it. Maybe you need more than right for certain things. But that was a concept back then, which you still have now, where you want to get something done in the shul, you vote in like a, a committee and they give them over certain powers. That's Shiva Tuviyayir. And the question is, and this is going to take us maybe to the end of the day, we may even fall behind today, like this. A fundamental question on the whole sugya, which hopefully is bothering not just me, also bothering you, is that if the whole sugya here is the sugya, my own makayda say in reading. The shul has Kedusha, and you sell the shul, now that money, you can't use that money for something that has less Kedusha than the shul, because my own Makkadish ain't married it. So what does it help to sell it for Shiva Tuvi a year, but Maimon Anshi a year? If there's real Kedusha, here, what's going on? It's Kedusha. Secondly, since when did money get Kedusha? If it's Maimon Makkadish ain't married it, so the shul can't be made into a Simcha hole. The shul can't be made into a private study. But why does the money, why is the money pay for that Kedusha? It's not Hektish over here. What's the shot in that? So, in the Rishonim, there are two mahalchim. Right, Sefer Torah is still Sefer so why does the money have to? So the two mahalchim in the Rishonim. I'm going to go with one right now, and I'll see if it's time to say the second one, because this one, it sounds like it's more how the Mishabru is going until now, at least, and even Vaiter. This is the Ran. The Ran says that really Yeshua is no Kedusha. No Kedusha. Kedusha is only Stam, Sefer Torah, Tefillin, Mezuzahs, Stam items. Yeshua, no Kedusha. So the shul has no kedusha, which is really like uh, other rishonim say. Also, it's like uh, a dvar mitzvah, like tzitzis or an asterisk. When you're using it, you can't use it for a dvar that's designed for it. Once you're done with it, you can throw it out. Now the Ramad does say simon dvar mitzvah. When you finish using it, don't put it in the makom bizayin. Treat it, treat it properly. That's how we double wrap our esrog before we throw it out. We don't throw it in a in, in a disgraceful place. The Ramad does say tavi al bracha if you bury it. So tzitzis strings, we do encourage people to bury. For some reason, that's right, and we don't. We don't bury them. We just uh, we double wrap them and throw them out. That's the sugi in Simcha Falaf, which we learned a year, probably a year and a half ago, almost already. How to dispose? Which we'll talk again in the next sim and how to dispose of kedusha items or mitzvah items. But once you sell the shul, it's like and that's like that was used already. It's no kedusha. It's the shul no kedusha on the money. Zakharan, this whole din is the midrabanan. It's the rabbanan nigga din, and they put a rabbanan type of kedusha onto the shul. And they said that's going to go in the money, and you have to make sure you use that money for something that has similar kedusha or more kedusha, or for, for only go up to the chamura and not to in my reading. And that's the, how the Rana understands it. And since the whole thing is there are they made an exception that if you have shiva tuvi a year, the ma'amin anchi year, consensus from the whole kahila, then we'll take off this there are the kedusha and we'll allow it to go lechulin. That's how the Rana understands uh, 
exception of Shiva Tuvi a year, because otherwise, if it was a real Kadusha over here, it wouldn't make sense. A real Kadusha, how could we just have consensus from us all to sell it and now lose that real Kadusha? There's something real over here. Now, Lamai, it's not a real Kadusha, it's in the Arbonne, and the Arbonne gave this exception. That's, uh, that's how the Brown learns. So, just I want to read a little bit so we don't fall too far behind, and we'll, we'll add in the next sheet maybe tomorrow. Look before he, Zakta Mishavura, just to have done here. Hine. This is so you can sell the shuls if it's from a village. They built it for the villagers. The majority can sell it because it's ours. So once we have the majority, we can sell it. Actually, you redo as long as you don't be married the the money from its kedusha. If you sell it with the permission of the board members, which then it was seven, now it could be less than seven. We'll see that tomorrow. There's a lot of seven. You can do whatever you want with the money. Like we'll see that Zion two via year can make the money go with the Maimon and Sheir. We say that Mistama they built out to the Kuyama. This is a belt show, belongs to everyone. Even though we paid for it, but we built it for everyone. You can't sell it, it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to the belt. You have no right to sell it. It's like a, three people here getting up and selling our shoe, you can't do that. The majority wants to sell it since it's a shul of a small village. Then we can sell it. Like we spoke about before, Pais can say that our, these days all the shoes belong to small kahilas, of private kahilas, or private area communities. And of course, they do have the right to sell it. Of course, with all the halachas that we have until now. And we'll stop here at Sifan Khafe and we'll catch up with Rich Shem tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful night.